Welcome everyone to today's daily directional. These are navigational messages that help keep us pointed in the right direction. I'm Pastor Bethany, and I'm a learner, listener, and noticer of God. This podcast is a part of the Storytellers Collective. You can find us online at www.storytellerscollective.org. morning, friends. I'm so glad that you're joining me and so grateful that you've been joining me for the long haul these last month and a half or so. Today we are jumping into James chapter 4, verses 11 and 12, and this morning I'm reading them out of the New International Version. Brothers and sisters, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against a brother or sister or judges them speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you are not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. There is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy. But you, who are you to judge your neighbor? In some ways, this set of verses feels difficult. It's hard to think about and recognize that we have times in our lives in which we speak out against others. In the English Standard Version, I believe the beginning of this passage says, do not speak evil against one another. And I sat with that for a long time, really thinking, what does it mean to speak evil against someone? And does it really just mean don't badmouth? I think that's another version. I think it's something more than badmouthing. <laughs> this is true slander. This is purposely going out to smear someone's reputation or to accuse them of something that they haven't done. Saying that they are wrong, taking them down a peg. This is on purpose going out to say something that changes someone else's opinion of someone. James is very clear. He says, do not do this. And if we do remember back, the beginning of this chapter four starts with Do you know why there are quarrels and fights among you? (laughs) I think it makes sense when we're thinking about how to pull ourselves together as the body of Christ, how to be living in unity and living in peace and in community, that it's important to talk not only about not fighting and quarreling, but also being careful not to judge each other, not just on the basis of really what we see and and think this isn't exactly just right and wrong, but it's uh, another part of, I think, laying or making distinctions among us or among each other instead of encouraging one another and looking to the best in each other. So as I read this passage, um, it brought to mind the story of Jesus and the adulterous woman that we find in John chapter 8. And I'm just going to go ahead and read it. Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives, but early the next morning he was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered and he sat down and taught them. As he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd. Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. 
What do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him, but Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer. So he stood up again and said, all right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest, until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, Where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, Neither do I. Go and sin no more. This is such a powerful story, and wrapped within it is such an important gospel truth. It's so much the way that Jesus wants us to interact with one another. Every single one of us has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, the Bible says. And I certainly know that deep within the recesses of my heart, mind, and soul. And despite that, Jesus came and he loved us so much that he was willing to give his life for ours. It is really difficult, friends, to deal with difficult people and not speak evil against them. It is really hard sometimes to encourage instead of break down. But it really is Jesus' way to say, I am no better than you. But instead to humble ourselves and understand that we too cannot uphold the perfection of the law. We need the forgiveness and the covering of Jesus in order to be able to be close to God. And so we need to extend mercy and grace to those around us in all of their places and parts and pieces of shortcomings. So this passage also reminded me of another story. This one comes from the Desert Fathers. These were people who lived in monasteries. They were monks, or some of them were just hermits, I suppose, who left regular life and even kind of regular religious life, and went out to live lives of solitude and quietness, silence, before the Lord. And there's a little excerpt that's a story about one particular desert father. And um, this little quote is actually in a little section heading that I had labeled on judging others. So it seems quite fitting. A brother in seat happened to commit a fault, and the elders assembled and sent for Abbot Moses to join them. He, however, did not want to come. The priest sent him a message saying, Come, the community of the brethren is waiting for you. So he arose and started off, and taking with him a very old basket full of holes, he filled it with sand and carried it behind him. The elders came out to meet him and said, What is this, father? The elder replied, my sins are running out behind me and I do not see them. And today I come to judge the sins of another. They hearing this said nothing to the brother, but pardoned him. Isn't that a beautiful story? Such an important image to me to think about having a basket full of holes, full of sand on our backs, walking along 
not even knowing what is flowing out behind us. We don't know the things that both we do that harm other people, whether or not it is meant, (laughs) as well as the things where we just are too short-sighted to understand how to do something right. We don't know the ways and the places all the time, or sometimes we do, I suppose, where we leave things left undone. We need help with all of those things. And obviously, uh, it's important for us not to sit in a posture of just claiming to be sinners (laughs) and nothing else. But it also is important for us to sit in the humility of understanding that we do wrong, we err, and in that, we need much grace. And because we need much grace, we can be those who are willing to extend much grace. My last little thought about this section of scripture has to do with the very last question that James asks us. He says, but you, who are you to judge your neighbor? I sat with this for a long time with the Lord. Who are you to judge your neighbor? And not only is it important for us to remember that we're not the judge, it is Jesus. He is the only one who can both save and destroy. And really what that means in this verse is that he is our savior. He is the one who can heal completely. He is the one who redeems us. But this other section of the one who destroys is also a destroys in completeness. This is a taking evil and casting it away entirely and forever. Jesus is the only one that can do those things. We cannot. We are not the judge. We are not the lawgiver. We are humble servants. But we're also children of the king. And that's the space where God really sat me today. He kept asking, who are you? Not just, who are you to judge your neighbor, but Bethany, who are you? And I realized again, that when we know our most important identity, when we know who we are and whose we are, that we are children of the most high king, when we know that truly and completely, we have absolutely no need to bring others down. When we know that we have everything we could possibly dream up or need, that we lack absolutely nothing, that we belong, that we're secure, that we're sustained, then we don't have to take anything from anyone else. So I think actually the main message that I hope you walk away with today is that we can be content, friends. We are children of God, children of the Most High King. We are princes and princesses, heirs to the throne beside our brother, Jesus. And in that, we are enough and we have enough. And because of that, we can treat people differently. I hope you have a wonderful day.